Father. We thank you for this message, Father. We anoint this message, Father. We anoint this day, Father. We thank you, Lord, that we are needing oil, Father. Thank you, Lord, that we are needing a move of your spirit, Father. We don't want to be dry, Father. We don't want to just feel like bones, Father. We want to feel like life, Father. And I thank you, Lord, the issues of life, Father. Not the issues of this life, but the issues of why the life of God doesn't flow through us. And I thank you, Lord, there's an issue in our heart, Father, when the life of God is not flowing through us, Father. And I thank you, Lord, that you get down to the heart, Father. I thank you, Lord, that you clean our hearts, Father, that you till the ground, like he said in that song, the great power tiller. Bring the great power tiller to our hearts, Father. Make us clean that we can see you because the pure in heart see you. If you're complaining to God that you can't see him, ask him to make your heart pure and you will see him. Thank you, Jesus. Just flow like the river, rivers of oil, Father. In Jesus' mighty name. And this message is called, No Offense. No Offense. And I had this message for a while. And I was waiting for the time to preach it. And then Shane preached that. And I thought it was awesome. And I realized how, how much God is actually trying to speak to us about this. And how much he's trying to get it to us. And we can't really roll our eyes over how many times we hear a message on offense or whatever. Because really, if who really is an expert on offense? So we always, we need to, we need to continue to understand. We need to have this thing, have our hearts always plowed because until the end, until the last day, the devil's going to try to make us offended. And there's two things God showed me that he tries to make us offended about. There's offense with the word, with the truth, and then there's offense with flesh. Both bring offense. One is a, is a good offense, really, because really, if I repent, I will be made new. And the other, well, the other says, forgive. And there's two methods to overcoming those two offenses. If I get offended with the truth, like I said, I have to repent. I have to kill the flesh. That's your method. So if you get offended by what I'm preaching today, no offense. No, seriously. But if you get offended by what I'm preaching today, that means you need to repent. The truth makes you offended. It means you need to repent. If I off- it says, woe to you that, that are offended by this truth, but woe to me if I offend you. If I offend you, if your brother offends you, if your sister offends you, then that's a problem that they have with God. But you still have to forgive them. You still have to let go of the offense. And then God told me this when we were talking about this two weeks ago and we were, seeing, we were think, talking about the alligator and dreams and stuff like that. And then God said, you have Leviathan problems because you have offense problems. The only, the door, the real door, the big door, should I say, the big door of Leviathan is offense. And we start thinking things about our brother because we start feeling that bitterness with our brother. We start feeling anger with our, with our brother. We even getting offended with ourselves and we start, Leviathan comes in to make us think things and twist things because he's allowed because now hate, now bitterness, now jealousy is allowed in. Offense is a door to many other doors. And we need to make sure we're clear of it, completely clear of it. And don't forget this after today. After today, I pray that our journey with this, and this is not just a thing that's in this region. This is a thing that's all in the body of Christ. And we're lucky enough to be, or blessed enough to be a part of a body that's actually preaching against offense because I see so many people, and I've talked to so many people out there, that they are offended and they don't even know it. And they say, well, I'm, I'm sinless, brother. I don't do this, I don't do that. Yeah, but you're offended. They don't really know how bad the problem of offense actually is. You want to talk about a pandemic? Well, this is a, a pandemic. 
is the offended heart. The offended heart is the stony heart. You want to know why you have a hard heart? You want to know how, why you have hard places in your heart? Because those are the offended parts of you. That's what God told me this morning. You want to break, like he said, break the, the power tiller of our heart, forgiveness. Even when our brother or sister does something bad or does something whatever, see, we have this thing like when our brother or sister or somebody does something bad, especially, I'm talking about especially someone who's close to us, because when we see somebody in the distance doing something like on the, on the news or whatever, we're just like, whatever, that's the world. But when we, especially our brother or sister, someone who's near and dear to us, when we get offended with them, that's the, that's the one person that the enemy is really trying to get you offended with because he's trying to, not only is he trying to break you from love, he's trying to break you from the body of Christ. He's trying to break you from covenant. That's one of the biggest things is covenant. And when he breaks you with covenant from the body, he's actually breaking you from covenant with God because if you have a, an offense with the body of Christ, you have an offense with Christ, the head. Because he is his body. We are Christ on earth. So really, if you get offended with his body, you're actually getting offended with Christ himself. But really, offense of any kind separates us from God because he said, if you cannot forgive, I cannot forgive you. It says, forgive those as, they, as I forgive you. He didn't say, I just forgive you. He said, forgive them as I forgive you. Like that parable, the one man that was forgiven of these many debts. And this guy had a little debt with him, but he didn't want to forgive him. And then the one that forgave him came back and said, you slothful servant. I forgive you of great debt, but this little debt, you see, because what we've done to God is, can, is nothing compared to what any man can do to me or you. Nothing. Because if we can, we can go into a conversation all day about how what we, what the fall of man and what all that has done to God, and even he even had a, said, I, I repenteth thee for what I've, I've made man. But now what does God do? He makes all things for his good and for our good. So he, now he's making... Even though he repented of man, he's still making man in his image, and that's the good of what he did. When truth offends us, we need to repent. When flesh offends us, see, the, don't forget this going forward now. We should be overcoming offense by offense. And, but as we're crucifying the flesh, we should be less offended because what, why are we really offended at the truth? We're really offended at the truth because it's cutting our flesh. If I go to you right now and I take a, a little a razor and I slightly do something to your flesh, aren't you going to be irritated with me? Aren't you going to be annoyed with me? Right? And that's the same way in the spirit. When I cut the flesh, your flesh in the spirit, it's going to irritate you. It's going to annoy you. Why? Because the flesh is at enmity with the spirit. So when I have flesh in me and I'm offended with the truth, that means there's flesh in me that that truth is trying to get rid of. Even right now, if... If there's an offense growing in your heart, and, then, and, and let me just say one thing about offense. We, some, some of us don't even realize, I didn't even realize sometimes, how, what offense actually is. We think offense means if I'm, if I'm just saying bad things or whatever. No, God told me that it's, it's more than that. See, we don't go by our feelings, but our feelings, our feelings can be indications of things that are truth in the Spirit. If we're feeling ill will feelings, or we're feeling bitterness or anger, or we're feeling these bad negative feelings or thoughts with our brother or sister, God says that's an indication of offense. You want to know if you have an offense? Well, are you thinking ill of your brother? Are you feeling ill with your brother? Every time you get around him or her, are you feeling this thing like, ugh? And then something in our mind, like I said before, because they've done something wrong, because they have offended us, their flesh has offended my flesh, we feel like, well, I sh I, you, something in you almost says, like, I deserve to be angry right now. I deserve to be 
matter right now because what they did is wrong and what they did doesn't go according to the Bible. But Jesus was being crucified. His flesh was being cut by nails. And even he said, forgive them for they know not what they do. Is anybody crucifying you right now in the flesh? No, but the minute somebody, even the people that, you know, as we go into these last days and persecution grows cold, we even have to forgive the worst of the worst that are even persecuting us. See, there's so, there's so many people that are preaching and they preach about all this persecution going on out there and everything going on out there and whatever. I'm not going to get into everything going on out there. You already know. But and they preach and they even though, yeah, those people are bad, bad, bad. They're really bad. But the way that they talk about him is bitter, like, oh, this guy, I can't believe he's doing this to the, to the nations. Oh, oh, you're offended. You don't even know the guy. Yeah, but you're still offended with the worst of the worst. And you almost tell yourself something. Don't get me wrong. Come on. Everybody should know. Really search yourself out. You almost want to tell yourself something or tell yourself that you almost deserve or you feel like you deserve it, deserve to be angry but because God's angry at this guy. Well, does the guy have another breath? Well, then that means he has another chance. God is only giving him another breath because he's, he's, he's leaving another road for mercy for maybe tomorrow. And it says God gets angry with the wicked, but it also says God, his, God does not let his anger go on. He lets his anger pass. And why can't we let our anger pass? The cure to anger, you know, we, we get offended in that moment with someone or something and we feel like we have five minutes to rage and go on because then we read and we say, well, it's not a sin to get angry and it's, and it's uh, you know, the, the Bible says don't let the sun go down on anger. So as long as by 12 o'clock tonight, I'm not angry anymore, then I'm good. That's good. God's okay with that. But you know what God showed me? Because we feel like we have those, we deserve those few moments and whatever. We are, people are going to do that. We're going to do that, whatever. We're human beings. But God said even the root of that anger though that you have in that moment is unforgiveness starting to bud? Is unforgiveness starting to take its root? I've been finding lately in my own life, God has been putting me through things, finding where there's that moment I want to get angry. And in the past, we've all gotten angry and then we go on this thing and then we finally let it go and all this stuff. But it's in that moment, right when I want to get angry, that I have to forgive. I have to let it go. I have to cover my brother or sister's sin. I have to cover whatever. Why do we wait five minutes or 20 minutes or until 12 o'clock at night until it's time to, for the sun to go down for our anger to go down? It says, forgive your brother 77 times seven, but we can't even forgive him seven times. Or maybe even some of us can't even forgive 0.7 times. But you know what I started to notice about the Our Father prayer is the Our Father prayer is not just a bunch of prayers. It's actually something he was telling his disciples, you're going to have to do this daily. You're going to have to seek the kingdom daily. You're going to have to ask and, and you shall receive. You're going to have to forgive. And I will constantly forgive. I will constantly give you the blood to drink. These are things that he was calling them that they're going to constantly have to do. And that's why he said, pray this prayer. What should we pray, Jesus? Pray this, because this is going to be the song of your life. Forgiveness, seeking the kingdom of God. What is it? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thine kingdom come. What are we crying out for? His kingdom to come on earth. Thine kingdom come, thine will be done. Aren't we constantly crying out, what is your will, God? What are we doing? On earth as it is in heaven, we want heaven on earth. And forgive us. Forgive us. But as we forgive those who sin against us, people are going to make you offended. And, it's not, and sometimes it's not going to be with the truth. But you have to forgive them. And, I'm not, and I understand, we cannot forgive on our own. 
We cannot let these things go on our own, but we have to be willing to do it. Some of us forgive, God showed me this, some of us forgive other people because the Bible says so, or because we have to, right? That's what God wants. No, we need to want to forgive because we want to be free. Everything God tells us to do, everything God speaks to us, there's a reason for it. It's not just speak and follow. Many people say, well, oh, I don't need to understand anything. I'll just do what God says. But then they're the most offended ones. Or they're the most, because of their lack of understanding, they can't draw water out of their well. The man who has understanding can, is a well and can draw the water out of it. We're all wells of living water, but who can draw the water out? The one who has understanding. Who can forgive easy? The one who understands the power of forgiveness. Who can repent easy? And you know what the Bible says, too, that I've looked at and I forget about a lot? It says, bear fruit. You want to know how to bear fruit? You want the great power tiller? You want your, this, to put seeds in your heart and bear fruit from your heart and have a harvest of fruit? It says, bear fruit in keeping with repentance. Though the truth may offend me daily, I will repent. I will keep, I will keep in repentance. And I will continue. The more you keep bearing in repentance, because what is the word of God? The word of God is coming against the things that are against God in us. The word of God is changing our carnal mindsets that are at enmity with God. The word of God is coming at the carnality in our heart that is against God. And daily, as he shows us, he convicts us and we repent and the blood is there. And it's like, it's a, you know, God told me that the kingdom of God is like a trading post. And daily, and, and, and every time we come here and every time just even daily, just with God, we're trading flesh with spirit. We're, we're trading carnal thoughts with spiritual thoughts, with thoughts from God. We're trading carnal desires for godly desires. And if any person doesn't think that we don't have any, our flesh to be delivered from, that we're not, we're not going through a process of time, look at Paul's, what Paul talks about, look at, read Romans. Read what Paul talks about all the time, the things I do not. And if I do do it, it's the sin within me. And the sin has to die. He says, I crucify my flesh daily. I beat my body into submission. Why? Because he has a flesh. And that's the glory of the truth. And the truth is going to offend our flesh. Don't get me wrong. You are going to feel offended at times. You see, we, we, we think about offense and we say, well, I, well, you know, we think, well, I never get offended. Well, really, God was showing me that we all, in a way, get offended at things because we all have a flesh. We all get mad when our brother does something or sister or whatever. May not be the offense of your type, but if you're feeling ill or, or bad feelings or thoughts towards your brother or sister, you're, there you go. You're offended. I'm not saying that look over the, your brother or sister's sins and say, oh, I'm going to turn the other cheek and, not, and pretend it's not there. No, I'm going to turn the other cheek as in I'm not going to be mad about it. I'm not going to let it strike me and make me anger, anger angry, I'm going to restore that brother in a spirit of meekness. But how can I restore that brother in a spirit of meekness if I'm offended with that brother? See that? We, some of us don't even realize that we get offended with people that are actually going to have problems, have issues in their life, and that's why they do what they do. But we can never see that if we're in unforgiveness or we're not offended. We, we would never see that if we were, if we, see offense is like a, a blindfold over our eyes. If we don't forgive, we'll never be able to see. If you do something wrong to me and I get offended, I'll never see what, why you're doing that wrong thing. I'll never see why you act like that or why you talk like that or what is going on in your heart. Because when I'm offended, I'm all about how I feel. When I'm offended, I'm all about how I think and how, what I, what's going on in my heart. 
But we need to, but when that moment when we forgive, when we go to God and say, God, I forgive that person, and he releases it, we need that release too. We can't just forgive with our mouth like that one forgiveness man. We can't just forgive that from our mouth. It needs to actually go from our heart. But when we release it, then the blindfold comes off and we start to see, okay, I can help you out here, brother, or whatever, or I can, or I can power, I can pray for you, or what I can do. It says bear each other's burdens. What do you think? I, you, we all have a flesh. We all have heavy th- things in our life. We all have burdens in our life, and we have to bear them. It says long suffer with the brethren. Long suffer with the church. But how can you long suffer if you, get, if you keep suffering every time they keep? It's going, they're suffering themselves. Don't suffer, long suffer. See, somebody's suffering, and then we start suffering with them, and then we start to become the problem. We need to long suffer with them and put on the spirit of meekness and put on the spirit of gentleness and restore them in the truth. Restore them in their way. Yeah, you know what you did to, what you did to me was bad, but you know what? What you're going through is worse. And I'm here, and I'm not going to be blind. I'm going to be here to give you life. Ephesians 4, 31, 32. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, slander. But how do we do that, Paul? Ephesians. Along with every form of malice, be kind and compassionate to one another. Here's his remedy here. Forgiving each other. You're angry? You're bitter with your brother? Forgive him. If you still are, you haven't forgiven. You're, how, how you feel about them shows you if you really forgive them or not. Just as in Christ God forgave you. Just as he forgave us. So just remember, every time you're forgiving someone, every time you're letting go of an offense, every time you're covering your brother's sins, every time you're, you're, you're turning the other cheek and instead of getting mad, helping restore them, just remember he forgave you. Just remember the mess that you were. Just remember you just defended somebody last week. Just remember that what, it's the same thing has happened to you. You've done the same thing. You may not have done the same exact way in the exact form, but you've done We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And that's why we are restored to restore others that have fallen short of the glory of God. We are glory restorers. Many times we think we have a right to be angry, but we have no rights in the kingdom. We need to forgive quickly. We forgive, but we, f- we don't forgive quickly and we waste time. Precious kingdom time. Pity partying and self-pitying and, and being angry at our brother or sister or thinking all these things. We need to see whatever is wrong, but let go of the feelings and things that carry with it. Proverbs 18, 19. And God was also showing me how offense creates resistance. See, if you're offended with me right now, me as a messenger, for whatever reason... You're going to resist what I say to you because you're offended with me. It's going to put something on your eyes. It's going to put a mask on your face, and you're not going to want to hear me. You're not going to want to see me. When you're offended with someone, you don't want to hear anything they say. It's like putting something over your ears, or, or, or everything is just becomes dull, and, and then you start to not, because you, and then it turns into jealousy. And then it says here in Proverbs 18, 19, A brother offended is more unyielding than a strong city. And quarreling is like the bars of a strong tower. What is a tower? A tower is supposed to keep me from getting in. Quarreling. All these things. 
it, it's, it, it creates, what is, what is a, a prison? A prison is like, it's hard concrete walls. I can't get into it. That's what it's for. So nobody gets in and nobody gets out. That's what it's like to be offended. It's like to be a strong city that no one can break through. That not even God can break through because he can break through it, but not, he's not going to come against his word. Because he says, you need to break that hard ground. You need to forgive them or I can't forgive you. This is my word. I can do it, but I am bound to my word. His hands are tied. People say, how can God's hands be tied? He can do whatever he wants. But he said he wants to do it this way. He gave us his word. God can do anything he wants, but he gave us his word. And he said, this is how I want this. This is how I want this. Go by it. I'm only coming under this. What my word, I'm bound to my own son, the word of God here on earth. That's why he's given all authority to him because he's now the word of God. And now the word of God is in us. And as we come under the word of God, we can really come under God's power. We can't just come under God's power because we say we want to come under. We have to come under the word. You want to be in subjection to God? You got to come under his, the subjection of his word. He will not come against his word because if he just did break into those, those hard walls and those, that bound city, he would be coming against himself. And he won't do that because he's just. You, you, we all scream out. We all cry out. We all sing, oh, he's a just God. He's a righteous God. But then we want him to break into our hard ground city and say, be unjust, God, and save me even though I don't want to get rid of all these things. Even though I want this hard ground, but do it anyway. Yeah, you want God to be just. You want God to be righteous, but for them and not you. You want him to break the rules for you, but not them. And that shows where we're at. When we can't have compassion on our brother, maybe, you know what the problem is sometimes? We can't even have compassion on ourselves. And I've said this before that we, for, a lot of times some of us are forget, have unforgiveness with everybody because we have unforgiveness with ourselves. We need to let go of it, the resentment and the bitterness and the offense with ourselves. We do something wrong, great, okay, the blood. We do something wrong, okay, I forgive myself. But then we go on and on all day and we're angry. And then we come around our brother and one anger leads to another. And we're going to go pass it on to another person that had nothing to do with anything. They could be smiling or nothing. You can still be offended with them because you're offended with yourself. That starts to become a foundation for more offenses. One offense is a foundation for another offense. If we don't remove all of our offenses, and sometimes God was even showing me that we can get rid of offenses, but then there's times where in certain areas or certain things, they trigger things in us from old offenses that we never gotten rid of, and then we start to feel things. We're like, I don't understand. I forgave them. That's because you've, you've been building an offense, a strong tower, a strong, a strong city with its bars that cannot be loosed. And now, when it comes time to that, sometimes we get around smells or we get around things and we start to get offended because it brings back old, old things that happen and old feelings that we've had in there. But that's when we need to realize, okay, uh, th things are coming up. Thank God for the fire because it brings the impurities up and it shows me what I need to repent of and what I need to let go of. What offenses I need to let go of. We need to be able to see bad things and not get offended. Like I said before, we need to be able to see whatever it is. It doesn't matter how bad it is. I don't care what they're doing out there in the world. You need to be able to forgive them. Because it's, it's not about, like he's, they, he said in that song, it's not about them. It's not, it's not that they deserve it. It's that you deserve to have freedom. You deserve to be free. So when you're thinking about forgiving them, don't say, well, why though? 
Don't negotiate. Just forgive them so you because you know on the other side of it is freedom for you. Then you can actually look at scriptures in the Bible that say, bear each other's burdens, forgive one another, and you can actually rejoice when you see a scripture because you know that you're doing that in your life. 70 times 7 times 7, wow, I'm doing something like that. Maybe not that, to that extent because, I mean, hey, that's a, lot of, that's a lot of offenses. But maybe I'm doing 100 a day, maybe I'm doing 50 a day. Hey, however many a day you're doing, the higher the number, the greater, the greater it is. The, the more love you, it shows that you have inside of you. The more of God that you have inside of you. If I, if you're, if you're forgiven 200, how many, how many are you doing a day? 200, 300, 400? But that's the greatest in the kingdom. Is the least in the kingdom. The one that doesn't lift up self. Break the hard ground today. You can break the hard ground in your heart. The only reason why we have hard atmospheres and thick atmosphere is because of the hard ground, the hard heart. We need to break our hard heart. We need to render ourselves. We need to ask for God to humble us. When we start to feel ill feelings, doesn't matter how time, vengeance is the Lord, justice is the Lord. It says to be at peace with man. How can you be at peace when you are offended? Nobody is saying you have to be at peace with sin, but you must be at peace with your brother or sister. Speak the truth in love. Sometimes we get offended at what people do and don't realize what they are going through. And that's why we do what we do. If you forgive them and release your offense, you would start to see. I've said some of this stuff. I just want to make sure I don't miss anything. Matthew 6, 9, 18, 6, 9. But whoso, whosoever shall offend one of these little ones which believe in me, it will be better for him that a millstone will be hanging around his neck and that he were drown in the depth of the sea. Woe unto the world because of offenses, for it must be, for it must needs be that offense come, but woe to the man whom offense cometh. See, offense is going to come, and I believe it's, it's talking about the truth, Offense is going to come, but woe to the person that gets offended. Woe to the one that even offends one of these little ones. Woe to that person. Woe to the preacher. Woe to the false prophet that offends the body of Christ. But woe to you if offense even comes through you at those who are offending. Woe to, offense will come. You're going to feel offended, sure. There's times we're going to get offended, but woe to the one who exalts it, who comes in agreement with it. And woe to the one who causes it. That's the two, two wrong ones there. Woe to the one who, who, who puts out offense and woe to the one who receives offense. We cannot be either, on either side. And if we're putting out offense and we're making our brother stumble, we need to repent. And if you're seeing somebody else making somebody stumble, don't be offended with them, but rather give them a path to be restored. That's the gospel, that's the kingdom, that's love. Wherefore, if thy hand or thy foot offend thee, cut them off or cast them from thee. It is better to thee to enter life into hall or maimed, rather than having two hands or two feet to be cast into everlasting fire. And if thy eye offend thee, pluck it out and cast it from thee. And it's like offense is like this thing that is on you and it offends the kingdom of God. And this one little thing, you could, the whole body can be great, but this one little thing is dragging you to the devil. This one little thing. Just cut it off, man. Why let the whole body suffer? Offense is like poison. It starts to poison your whole spiritual life. And don't give me this, oh, we've heard this, we've heard this, we've heard it. But you get offended still. If you get offended still, you need to hear it again and again and again. Until you overcome. That's what it's about.
Overcoming. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I want to do it. When push comes to shove, I want to overcome. And people listen to me on, on YouTube right now, they're talking, I bet you, i just seen a vision. And some people are going to be like, oh, I know he's offended. He's, but you are offended even right now at those people that are, saying, that are saying, that have a problem with this message. If you're thinking of anybody else, you need to forgive that person because you must have ill feelings, ill will towards them. We need to overcome this because this is a, as a, as a, as a real problem in the body of Christ. A real problem. Two problems. Offense with the truth and offense with man. Get a, sure, whatever. Be annoyed with lies and the devil and all that. Sure. But even the one that puts out lies and puts out the devil. Some of us even need to forgive some of the false prophets out there. I, I know I do. Because it gets, it gets aggravating what's going out there, on out there with the harlot. But when you're not offended, you can be able to have a clean heart and tell them to repent. But when I'm offended with them, all that's there is bitterness and wrath. Even God loves the false prophet. Even God loves, and you should pray for them because they, it says, it even talks about a special place in hell. I'm not going to say special, but it says that this is for the, 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 the angels that have turned against them and the false prophet. This is where they go. They have a special place called the lake of fire. And when we can forgive, we can pray for them. Pray for your enemies. Why, why aren't you praying for those that offend you? Because you're offended. If you're, these are the fruits of not being offended. The, the fact that you can pray for them, that you can love them, that you can still be around them and not be angry with them. And these, are, these seem like little things, but they become big trees. They become little pets, like we've talked about before. And they're just growing and we're feeding it and feeding it. And as we're feeding it, it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And as soon as you know it, Leviathan has wrapped its tail around you. It was just a little lizard. And now it's a big alligator. And now you can't even wrestle that thing to the ground because it's so strong. And only God can deliver it. See, when it's the little lizards, when it's the little ones, I could just smash it. But why even get to the make it big and, and keep going with this? We need to ask God today to bring up all, to let the fire come in and bring up all the old things and purge it all out. Don't get offended at this. Don't get offended at the truth. That's the greatest, you know what the greatest thing about being offended at the truth? Is if, I, if, if it offends me, if the, not lies, but if truth offends me, then I know that's my indication I need to repent. That's my indication I need to hit the ground. I need to, I need to go to the Lord about this. Because it's offending me and it shouldn't. That's because there's still flesh in me. Conviction, you have conviction, you have even condemnation can be a blessing like we've talked about because it lets me know that I'm in the devil's kingdom because there's no condemnation in Christ. So what does that mean? I'm out of Christ. And I'm in self now. Luke 17.1 Then he said to his, to his uh, disciples, it is impossible, but that offense will come. But woe unto him through whom they come. Woe unto the one that offends. Ecclesiastes 7, 21, 22. Do not take to heart all the things that people say. This is the Bible speaking. I'm not speaking right now, just so you know. Do not take to heart all things people say. And I think one of the problems we do is we take to heart everything people say. The only thing we should be taking to heart what people say is what God says. That's the only thing we should be taking to heart, what God says, because what God says is what matters. Anything else doesn't matter. 
Anything else, just let it brush over your head. And if you can't let it brush over your head, that, now, that means you need to repent now. That means you need to ask for forgiveness and forgive. But we should be able to let the words of man, let the actions of man, let the faults of man, because we're all gonna have, we're, everybody's going to have faults. Everybody's going to have weaknesses. And if you cannot suffer with them, you, you're not loving them. If you cannot let it brush over you, then you know what starts to happen? I start to see is God starts to magnify because if it says, if you, you just go after the little stick in there and, you, and you, you can't take out the plank, and I start to see God starts to magnify certain people's issues, and it's not even a big deal, but he'll do it just because it says, judge not lest you not be judged. But it's not saying, I'm not talking about the word judge. I'm talking about when we judge out of our own spirit and our own heart, and we say, oh, look at that, look at that, look at that. And then God will start to, it says, he says he's the avenger of all things. He's not going to avenge us and throw us in hell. We're his children. But he's going to avenge the evil things, the dark things that are in us so that we would be free. Thank God. What a God. He'll come against and he'll shine the light on the evil things that are in our life so that we can get on the righteous path. We cry out. We say, God, why do you have to expose me? God. You know, God's been changing something in me to where we all run in the religious system from exposure, but God says, no, run to it. Run to it. Because there's many things that are in our heart that we don't even know that are there, and we need the light to expose what is there. There's things in our heart that uh, it says that no man knows the heart because the heart is wicked. No man knows it. Who knows it? God knows it. So if God is the light, I need the light to shine on what only he knows and what I don't know. Because what I make a big deal out of, he doesn't even care about. But what he makes a big deal out of, we don't even care about. We need to start caring about, it says that man savor, I, God doesn't savor the, man, the things man savorous. That's what he said to Peter when he's talking about going to the cross. They were savoring his body like, no, you can't die. But God's like, it's not even about my body. I'm about to, you don't even know. You're coming against yourself, Peter, right now. Because when I leave this place, I'm releasing my spirit upon you greater measure than anybody in the Old Testament. So don't come against me because you're coming against yourself when you come against me. And don't come against the body because you're coming against Christ when you come against the body. We need a revelation about the body of Christ. Touch not my anointing. That's not just for big time prophets that are making a lot of money. It's for those, all those who are called his, even the least in the kingdom. Even at the least that are not, maybe not be doing everything they should be doing, don't even touch them. Don't even be offended with them because now it doesn't matter how great you think you've arrived. You could be up here, whatever, and they're just starting out. Even you need to show compassion to them and, be, and it says be kind to one another. I'm not talking about kind like man-pleasing kind. I'm talking about like being able to have that path of restoration, a kind in heart like you care for that person. There's a specific scripture that talks about that. Proverbs 12, 16. The vexation of a fool is known at once, but the prudent ignores an insult. And I start to, <clears throat> I felt led to search up that word prudent. The prudent avoids, it covers, ignores an insult. And you probably don't even have people insulting you. They're probably doing less than that and you can't even ignore that. But it says the prudent is somebody that's showing care for another or even thought for the future of another. Because I know that when my brother or sister insults me, and I don't even think we have a problem with that, 
and we, we still have problems, but if we forgive in that aspect, in the future, our relationship stays together because offense starts to, you start, you know, when you have a relationship with a brother or sister or mother or father or whatever, or, or even, in the, even in your own family, offense is actually the thing that's tearing you apart. Offense is actually the thing that's, you feel divided from them, that's your problem there. There's no other problem. And in the world, whatever, he says, I'll bring the sword, the truth of the word of God to divide father, mother, brother, and sister. But in the kingdom, we should be united under the word and truth. But offense is the thing that the devil brings in. That's the devil's division to get us. So when we have a kingdom relationship that we feel that's being, we feel like it's being drifting apart, offense is always usually the problem. Or unless the per, one of, once somebody's offended with the truth, then it starts, that's another whole thing. Offense is usually the problem. It's usually the divider or brother. That's that Jesus divides the world with the sword of the word of God. The devil divides the, 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 the church with the sword of offense, with his lies. His lies are the flies in the anointing. And they come to divide you. This is an interesting one here. Proverbs 29, 11. Just listen to this one. Listen to this one and think about yourself. A fool gives full vent to his spirit. You want to know why your spirit is being destroyed? People think, uh, people said before I've heard out there, I, I, I should be allowed to vent. I'm a woman. I'm a man. I should be allowed to vent. I'm a human being. Why can't I vent? A fool does that. That's foolish. Why? Because why can't you do the opposite of foolish and go to the one that has wisdom? And instead of venting about what's going on in my life, ask God for wisdom to keep me away from the foolishness. Ask God for wisdom so that I don't have to vent. It says, ask and you shall receive. We're, we're not receiving anything we're asking for because we're asking for things in the world. But what if we start asking for spiritual things? Then what do we start receiving? If we ask for a fish, will he give you a stone? Or if we ask for bread, will he give us a stone? No. He won't give you a serpent. Ask for spiritual things. Ask God to help you forgive. Ask God to help you seek the kingdom. Ask God to help you have endurance. Ask God to help you endure until the end. That's what we should be asking God for. He is the helper, the Holy Spirit. He didn't help you he come here to help you with your bank account. He came here to help you walk in the Spirit and not in the flesh. He came here to help you do the things that you cannot do, that you want to do, but you can't do. And you keep doing it, but you don't want to do it. But you don't want to do it. Right, Paul? But I thank God through the Lord Jesus Christ who has delivered me. God, through the Lord Jesus Christ, the spirit of life in Christ Jesus to deliver me. You cannot even, everything we're even saying today, everything we say on those, every, everything we've said cannot be done unless the helper, the Holy Spirit comes. That is a key thing God, I felt like God really wanted me to relay today. Without the helper, we cannot be helped. He, is, he, he makes me a strong tower, not because I just... I have to stand on the word of God, but the help of the Holy Spirit has to make the word of God living and flesh in me and has to make it alive and actually do something in my life. We have to have that always in the back of our mind because I find that we try to do the word. We, we hear the word and all this stuff, but we try to do something in our own flesh. We try to make it happen. But there's something in our, in our thinking that has to know, has to believe that 
God needs to help us do this. We need to do it, but don't cry out like that one song. Don't cry out for grace and then say yes. Cry, say yes, and then, but always cry out for grace. Go boldly to the throne of grace in time of need. Go boldly. When you can't do it, when, oh God, I, I, I don't want, I'm so angry with this person. I don't want to, I can't let it go. Go boldly. Don't go boldly to the throne of grace just when you're sinning. Go boldly when you need help. And then I, I, when I, when I, Shane, after Shane preached that message last week, I heard, go boldly to the throne of grace and you will come back bold. Grace will make us bold. It will make you bold to be able to overcome everything in your life. You are an overcomer. Some of us don't feel like an overcomer, but you are an overcomer in Christ Jesus. In Christ, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. In Christ. Not just in my imagination of Christ that I imagine he's going to come. No, I actually rely and trust in his spirit. Fool gives vent to his spirit, but a wise man, oh, I, said, I didn't even know it said wise, but a wise man quietly holds it back. But I say, don't just hold it back. Put it on the cross and nail it. Put it to death. You see, God's showing me one thing about the religious system is that I keep trying to deny the flesh. That's great. We do need to deny the flesh, but we also need to kill the flesh. You keep having to deny the same things because it's still alive. Don't just keep, don't just keep the ram around. Put the, put the ram in the thicket on the altar and kill it. Let the flesh be killed now. Don't just deny it. Deny it so that you don't come in agreement with it and, and, and nothing, it doesn't have manifest in you. But deny it and kill it. Kill the flesh. Baptism of death that he's given us of Holy Spirit and fire. The fire helps us kill these things. The vexation of a fool is known at once, but the prudent, here's, here's the, oh, there, we did that one. Good sense makes one slow to anger, and it is, it is his glory. It is your glory to overlook an offense. That's the Bible, King James Version. <laughs> Not the NIV. It's glory to overlook the offense. It is your glory. This is what shows that love is in you, is that you can forgive a man. Is that you can forgive a woman. Is that you can forgive your most dearest person that has betrayed you. Even Jesus. How many times do you think Jesus had to forgive Judas? He walked with him for three years. And he knew exactly what he was doing, but he still, can you long suffer with somebody that, but you, and you know for a fact, God, I believe Jesus knew, at a, whether it was in the beginning or at a certain point, he knew at some point he was going to do this, but he still preached to him as if he was the, a disciple going to turn into an apostle. And he was able to long suffer. Can you do that? Or is it going to bother you the whole time? Oh my God, this guy's going to turn me in. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Every two seconds, letting it bother you, letting it dictate you? No. Because Jesus stayed love even when he, somebody was offending love. Choose love. When somebody chooses hate, that's your moment to choose love. Don't just talk about love and think you're love. Actually, the, the test of love is when love is offended. Will love love back? You know you're loving when somebody could do the most hateful thing. And I, and I bet that I'm not going to, I don't want to say anything, but I bet that God would test us on this and to see who would choose it. It's a choice. Are you going to choose to love when somebody offends you or stabs you in the back or says something, even somebody insults you, even in the body of Christ? 
Because I know that in the world, whatever, we let things go. Well, some of us don't let things go when somebody, somebody gets in front of us on the highway. But I'm talking about when it comes to the church of Jesus Christ, the ones we think are supposed to love us and are there for us, are you going to let it go then? That's the true test. I could be preaching to, you tomorrow, preaching to you right now, but if I offend you tomorrow, will you forgive me? My problem is with God. He will bring justice. He will avenge what's going on in me. But are you going to forgive? Because if you don't, you're making, now you become the problem. And now God has to, instead of delivering the person that needs deliverance, now he has to go deliver you, and you didn't even need deliverance from the beginning. And now we have two problems. Let your bro- give your brother and sister grace so that they can re- get over themselves, or whatever that needs to be. And sometimes we think we're offended with somebody that has something, but they're not even doing anything. It's just the devil's making stuff up because now he's just going from one thing to another. But even if you think that something's wrong in the person that you're offended with, still forgive them. And don't let the devil win. Then God will start to show you, hey, there's nothing there, brother. You ain't got nothing to worry about. What you think you're seeing isn't even there. But you'll never see it if you're still offended. And then, then it starts to build up in you. Then emotion starts to come. And then you start to think it's really right. Like, yeah, this thing is going on with this person. And now I'm going to... Conf- but it's, all, it's been all alive from the beginning. The devil's just been stirring and stirring and stirring and stirring. And all the ingredients in the pot has been coming together as he stirs. Don't overlook this today. Because I'm telling you, tomorrow, offense will come. But woe to the one who offense comes through. Because I'm telling you, it's like, it's like wormwood. It's like poison asps. It will. It will poison your heart slowly but surely. And it will be an issue of life. Hatred stirs old quarrels, but love overlooks insults. I can't tell you how many times this is in the Bible. And I couldn't do all the scriptures because we'd be here all day. How many times Jesus actually made up major issues of this stuff. Because he spoke about it over and over and, and David and all these things. You can almost find stuff about this from the beginning to the end. About forgiveness and overlooking and all this stuff because... It will try to trap you. It's one of the biggest problems today. And I'm telling you, it's overlooked, but it is one of the biggest problems. Some people say that they've had dreams. And I heard one dream. I'm not going to say if it's true or not, but it's definitely interesting. Some person said, well, I had a dream. And then uh, somebody went to hell and they were doing everything right. But God said, because of offense, because of unforgiveness. But what does it say? If you don't forgive, I can't forgive you. So... Everything you've been forgiven of, all these things are now back held against you because of one thing you couldn't let go. And don't get me wrong, God's going to have grace on us. God's going to give us plenty of chances, whatever. But we have to come to the point where we drink the cup of blood, not for just ourselves, but for our brother and our sister. And just like Jesus overlooked them on the cross, he was, while he was dying on the cross, and some of us are even dying on the cross, being crucified, crucifying our flesh daily, and there's our brother or sister my, uh, one's on the other cross and the other one might be mocking us or saying things about us but you, it's like what do you know man I'm here dying to self forgive that person too let it go well you don't know what I, I've been dying all week man I've been obeying God I've been doing this you don't even know no maybe they don't know and that's why you need to let it go last thing and then we'll everybody stand up And, I, and I'll say this one last time, 
Because I feel like it just I feel like some of these things need to be repeated and not forgotten. Because we forget. We forget the power of this thing and how it, it, it poisons us and how the power that we actually have in Christ to overcome it. This is your key to when the devil comes with his torture tools to torture you. He has no power to torture you because unless he has a door in you. And this is the main door, but this is how you torture him. You overlook the offense that you have with your brother or sister. And I said this before, but I'm going to say it again. Many of us don't realize forgiveness is for our freedom. Don't look at your brother or sister after today and say, well, that is so wrong what they're doing. Just remember, it's not about them. It's about you being free. And I wrote a little thing. Hopefully it's not something else I said again. We think of it, other, we think of it otherwise, otherwise as in for the sake of our brother, we don't realize that we are the ones hurting when bitterness is, still reigns. We're the ones hurting when offense is in our heart. You think you, the person, you forget that the person, you know, whatever, somebody did, made you feel hurting, but you're actually making yourself hurt more when you take that upon you now and you take their yoke upon you. Let them have their yoke. You have your yoke. But now the one, they were hurting from something and, and that's why they offended you. But now you're hurting for no reason. Offense will hurt you and will, will wound you. It's to free you. The other person is wrong. The other person, person's wrong is not excused. God will deal with them. Yet you have to be free or else the other person's problems just cause a major problem in your life. Don't let... Other people's problems become a problem in your life. Don't let other people's faults become a fault in your life. Don't let the truth become your adversary. Thank you, Father. We just thank you for today, Father, that you would bring up everything deep down in our hearts. Till our hearts today, Father. Because the only reason why we're dead is because we have a, when a hard heart makes a dead body. Father, till our heart, Father, till the root of our heart is the fruit of what happens with our is the fruit of our flesh. Our flesh produces the fruit, the root that's in our heart. And like we said two weeks ago, till we need to till the heart. We need to make it a beautiful garden, and then God will start to quicken our flesh and make it an image of what is already in our heart. God, make an image of a heart of flesh. Make an image of a heart of love. Make an image of a heart flowing with the colors of heaven, of, of oil, Father. We cast down the stony heart. Just say after me, I cast down the stony heart. I cast down every offense. Just look at your hands in the spirit and see, look at the rocks. Cast down the offenses. Cast them down. Father, I cast every thought that exalts itself above the knowledge of God, and I exalt every thought that exalts itself above the body of Christ. We throw down our stones. Throw down your stones. Like he said, what, which one of you can persecute her? And they all threw down their stones. Which one of you can come against your brother because look who you were? Maybe even you did something last week. Why now turn it all on somebody else when you were just forgiven? And you're still, it's not even just that our old life we were forgiven. We're still being forgiven. Still being overlooked. We have the self-righteous pride like, oh, look, I've overcome all this. Look at all this stuff for 15 years. 
this year, I've been saved or whatever, or two, two years I've been saved. Five days I've been saved and now look at me, how mighty I am. No, you better watch out. It says, take heed lest you fall. And I, when I see somebody mess up from now on, I don't want to look at them and say, oh, well, look at that. No, I'm going to look at them and say, oh, God, I better check myself. Oh, God, help me restore them. You know that the heart of love is in you when you see something wrong and you want to restore the person, not stone the person. God is in the rest, restoration business, not the stoning business. We thank you, Father. We release all of our offenses. Say, I release all my offenses. I forgive all flesh. All flesh. My brother, my sister, my mother, my father, whoever it is, just say it to God. I forgive them. Right now, God is even today, and not for the, for the, for, to be negative, but he's going to bring stuff up. And, and, when, and when you feel those feelings, when you think those thoughts, that's how you know it's time to repent. It's time to let go of the offense. And then when you get around them, then you start to feel great. You see what's going on with them, but you still are. It says the kingdom of God is joy, peace, and righteousness. Anything outside of this is no longer righteous. We thank you, Father. Help us, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.